what's up everybody hello it's your hosts we got dylan from diligent picks and my buddy lucas from lagure film we haven't practiced this yet so i'm just kind of like should i say them both names or should i no let that's lucas good lead the way? <laughs> yeah so anywho uh we are back with episode three of our mile a minute movie talk um thank you for everybody for tuning in uh it's been a fun first month of uh podcasting speaking of podcasting we are officially a podcast now yes as of last week we have the first two episodes for the podcast uh from youtube on most streaming platforms if not all of them we have it on you know the big ones spotify amazon samsung um apple that was a big one i was missing <laughs> but yeah we have it on pretty much everything so if you want to listen to it instead of watching it usually more convenient especially if you're working or something we have it on pretty much every platform if there's one that it's not on just let us know and we can try to get it on there yeah and we'll make sure to provide uh links in all the episodes from here on and we'll make sure to go back on the other youtube videos and update those so you can see the links in there yes um, in case that's how you'd prefer to watch it and um one other thing i want to mention is we do have chapters in our youtube videos i don't know if that's possible in podcasts but yeah i do not know um, I don't think so, but eh. <laughs> yeah. So what we're going to do is uh, we'll have chapters in the description and that way, if there's something very specific you want to tune in for, um, I'll give you a brief update on what we plan to talk about today. Obviously we mentioned last week, we were going to do our Oscar reactions to the nominations. Yes. Uh, we did talk about seeing the last of us, which I had not seen. And both of us are now caught up on. So we completely, will do, yes, we can do a, a little spoiler conversation chat. Mm -hmm. Um, we will touch base on some industry news. Uh, I will let uh, Lucas report on movie pass <laughs> movie pass. <laughs> we're going to do that right now. <laughs> and everybody. Uh, yeah. That'll be coming up very shortly. <laughs> And of course, we will go back at the end things. We will talk about what we watched this week and what we plan to watch coming up. And as well as, um, I guess, some other Oscar predictions we have for the coming weeks before the big ceremony. Yes. Well, without any further suspense, I am dying to know what's going on with MoviePass because I did not have time to figure that out today. Yes. So... I just got an email literally at 1.38 p.m. today. It is currently five hours ago um, that it was like, time's running up for MoviePass. And I was like, what? Because originally when MoviePass relaunched and rolled out, they're like, we're only doing it in like Kansas City and like some other cities. And But apparently if you signed up for the beta, they are now letting you do it almost full swing like it was. Um, pretty interesting. It's a... It's uh, pay, and you get, like, certain credits, and then each showing is, like, a certain credit amount. So, like, matinees are, like, 10 credits usually. Um, later showings are, like, 20 credits, and then, like, premieres are, like, 30 credits. And it depends how much you pay. You get a certain amount of credits, and then you redeem them. So that's how it, that's how it looks so far. I'm looking at it. I just got the basic $10 one just to mess around. Even though I work in a movie theater and I get free movies, I just wanted to see how it looked out. It looks pretty interesting. I'll probably use it when I like go out of town. Can't can't watch a movie at the theaters I work at, but it'll be interesting to see how it works working in a theater this time because I heard it was horrible the first mm. time from my manager. Um, so working in one part time, it'll be interesting to see from uh, perspective because a lot of people come in and be like, "I bought the movie," and then show your phone, and then they're like, "Well, you have to buy the mo ticket on." like the website and then have the actual ticket instead of just coming in and say, you want to watch a movie and that you have movie pass. It's very interesting. I don't know how it works. I didn't really use it that much the first time. I think I got like the last month, but uh, yeah, movie passes back. We'll, we'll let save theaters this time. <laughs> the goal or will they go bankrupt again? And yes. I'm very much looking forward to your perspective being in the industry now. Because, yeah. It'll, um, it'll be an interesting weekly, uh, report <laughs> i'm also curious how quickly it'll catch on like yeah you know, the that previous is bad caught fire especially if it is ten dollars mm -hmm. a month once again which was yeah is the cheapest one but cheapest yeah one. now that they have a tiered system it's like with the credits you can get like forty dollars a month and it like it tells you how many movies you're uh able to buy with that amount when you mm -hmm. sign up so it's like i think 40 bucks a month is like nine to eleven movies a month 
Maybe it's not, I don't think there's an unlimited tier, which is the thing. Oh, okay. But you might find yourself using it more than you think because yeah. even though you work at a, in a company that owns three movie theaters in town, there's still yeah. a, a couple of movie theaters in our county exactly. that you might, like, they might be only showing a specific movie or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I ever go south more, that's yeah. pretty much when I'll use it. Yeah. Well, that's um, exciting. But yeah, since, uh, since MoviePass originally came out, there's been a bunch of, uh, all the brands have, like, their own MoviePass system now. So, like, Alamo Drafthouse has one, Regal has one, AMC has one, so... It'll be interesting to see people cut off of those so they have more free reigns or something like that. But yeah, interesting news. Yeah, I will. I missed the opportunity to provide a prop of my movie pass card, which I do still own. (laughs) I I can uh, maybe next week when it's back in back. Hey, you can get a new card now. They're shipping me one 10 days, 10 business days. Did you have to get a new one? Mm, um, Yeah, because it's a new company. Gotcha. Well, everybody, my roommate is coming in right now, so I'm going to say hi to him. Hello, roommate. Hello, Jave. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, getting home from work or the gym. I'm not quite sure. I'll ask Probably him the later. gym. <laughs> so let's see. We shall move on to... The big, the big new house the, the big, yeah, the big discussion. Yes. Uh, Oscars 2023, the 95th ceremony. So last week, if you guys recall, we did a little uh, <clears throat> prediction of prediction, sorts, yes. where we um, picked 11 films uh, to be the Best Picture nominees this year. Mm-hmm. And if my tallying is correct, uh, we got three to four wrong. I think it was three to, f- three to four, but they only nommed 10, so technically... Mm-hmm. We, like, nommed four wrong, but they picked seven of the ones that we picked. So that's not too bad. 70%. Well, let's just exclude RRR and say we got three wrong. Yeah, because that was so our that, fun guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got Pinocchio wrong. Yes. Um, what else did we get wrong? All Quiet on the Western Front was our first one out, as we said in the previous podcast. We got that one wrong. That was our <laughs> one that we would have picked if we didn't pick a fun pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Black um, Panther, Wakanda Forever. Yeah, that one was the wrong one. Uh, one that they picked that we didn't pick. Another one was Triangle of Sadness. Yes. So yes. Lucas, I believe, had All Quiet on the Western Front, and I mm-hmm. was kind of pulling for Triangle of Sadness. We just couldn't agree. Yeah, we couldn't <laughs> agree. We, we couldn't get rid of... I see, yeah, we were adamant about, like, Babylon. Like, oh, they have to oh. nominate that. That's a Hollywood and, movie. Yeah, so yeah. Babylon was our third of those three, of yeah. those but yeah, four total. <laughs> I'm pretty pretty happy with what we got. We only got, uh, yeah, we only got the three wrong. What was it? Triangle of Sadness. All quiet on the Western Front. And was there another one? Um, uh, yeah. Um, we we said Tar, right? Yeah. Uh, there wasn't another one. I How many did they one? Two, believe three, there four. was that we didn't say. It might have just been yeah. those two. Woman talking, Top Gun, Maverick, Tar, Fableman, everything everywhere all at once. Elvis, Banshees of Inisherin, Avatar, and All Quiet on the Western Front. I think we. No, I think you're right. We we just we we did not pick two of them, but we were wrong about them. Oh, yeah, so we got three wrong. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good, and as far good. as just the nominees go, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty happy about it overall. I'm very happy they picked women talking over. She said, in my opinion, I'm yeah. way more excited about that movie. I don't even know if I'll see She Said because it didn't get any nominations. I, I feel will like be. Well. <laughs> yeah. I will be watching She Said only because uh, Netflix shipped it to me, so I should be getting it soon. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I'm not that um, excited yeah. to see it. They're pretty similar um, subject matters, but... One's me. more of a... Uh, yeah, Women Talking seems more uh, like uh, interesting, and you know, Hollywood doesn't really like nominating movies about them. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard a lot of good things about Women Talking. Yeah. Um, I think the premise... With I like that it's more of a period piece versus she said was only a few years ago, so it doesn't it still feels very yeah too fresh like it, not enough time has passed for me to be yeah that, exactly like, ex- interested in it. But um, also since we lived through it, it's not as like yeah, and it's still like going on. Why are you making a movie? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but let's see. Oh, of course, just the blockbuster love we got: Top Gun, Maverick, and Avatar, Avatar. which was great. You know, um, yeah. I knew Top Gun would get all the technical categories as much of them as possible. 
very surprised didn't get cinematography, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> we will get into that. But um, yeah, pretty much all of these I thought were, were, were good, solid choices. So not really that disappointed. Um, I do think it was interesting that Black Panther Wakanda Forever did not get nominated while Black Panther did. And I do think the sequel was a better film overall. Yeah. So, but there was a lot of interesting snubs. I, that one I'm, I'm okay with being a Marvel film. I'm not like, yeah. you know, th- that disheartened. <laughs> but um, let's see. Shall we go into the next one? We can always Actors. go back to Best Picture. Actor yeah. in a leading role. We had Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Venice Sharon, <clears throat> Brendan Fraser for The Whale, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nighy for Living. Yes, I am pretty okay with that. I, like, what's the only other one that I would have picked that, like, I knew it was not going to get picked at all is, like, uh, like Alexander Skarsgård for, like, Northmen or something. Oh, the Northmen completely shut out. And I didn't even realize yeah. that until, like, a day or two after the announcement yeah i was like oh yeah the northman they didn't nominate it. and then i was like pretty bummed for a good minute <laughs> yeah and then maybe uh definitely like daniel kalua mm. again for yeah. nope i feel like yeah. he, sh- he had a good yeah. chance of well, getting nope on, but... was just also completely snubbed yeah completely snubbed another one as well as this one which we'll talk about in the next category oh. the shirt i'm wearing yeah uh but bill nye whatever it's like he's been nominated before, but he's never won. So I, I, I was surprised. I'm not too um, familiar with his filmography, so yeah, I, do, I am interested in living. He's been I, supporting in a lot of movies, mm-hmm. from what I was looking at. I did think, all, of all of all the nominees I've seen, Elvis, Banshees, and um, well, I haven't seen The Whale, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I did think Elvis, both Austin Butler and Colin Farrell were excellent. I've mm-hmm. obviously heard. You've seen The Whale, so you can tell me how good yes, Brandon Fraser was. very good. Um, I really liked it. I'll talk about that more in depth. But, yeah, he did great in that. Um, definitely, like, very, very emotional. But he was, like, such a such a gripping character in that film. But it was, like, a really good return, you know. It shows that, like, he can actually do serious roles, which he never really did as much back in the day, except for when he was really younger. Mm. Yeah, and I think the Dark Horse, kind of the newcomer here that not a lot of people may know of is Paul Mescal. I, I like yeah. that choice because I've heard a lot of good things, and I have seen him, and he's in this series with Daisy Edgar Jones, who was in yeah. the new film When the Crowd Is Sing. He's in this series called uh, <laughs> something about, like, it's it's some it's like a Hulu series. I can't quite remember mm-hmm. the name. I'd have to Google it right now, but... Um, yeah, he won, uh, he won something for that, so... He was, from what I had seen in that show, he was really good. So I'm happy for him that he, uh, it's always nice that they, they do take a chance and nominate people that mm-hmm. are kind of, uh, you know, yeah. breaking, breaking. Yeah, that was very, very much a film that was very popular in the, like, online discourse scene of just what should be nominated. Like, what are the best roles? Like, Paul Mescal. And it came out, like, later in the year, and it just had been, like, snowballing and getting way more um, hype. And like people saying you need to watch it and stuff like that. It's another sad movie, very much on similar vein of whale with like father issues and stuff like that. But gotcha. it's ninety minutes. I heard it's really good. Mm-hmm. My, uh, I've had some. Uh, what's it called? My a uh, couple of my bosses have seen them and stuff like that, and they said they really liked it. So I'm definitely gonna watch it soon. Um, maybe this week it'll be on my watch list. But yeah, mm. I definitely. Uh, definitely like him. I mean, he is, I don't know if they're, it's unofficial or not, if they're broken up, but he is Phoebe Bridger's ex or current boyfriend. Phoebe Waller-Bridge? <laughs> no, Phoebe Bridger, the oh. singer. Oh, <laughs> she's I'm from, not uh, with her. <laughs> she's from Sonoma County. She's like really famous oh, now. Oh. Yeah, uh, she did like SNL. I'm embarrassed like that. of my hometown knowledge <laughs> now. <laughs> or not, for, yeah, she's been around here. She, she has a place up here. Anyway, but yeah, um, yeah, he was a really interesting pick, but I definitely still think it's a three-man race between Elvis, Banshee, or <laughs> Austin <laughs> Butler, Colin Farrell, and Brendan Fraser. I definitely yeah. still think. But I, Paul Mescal getting nominated, definitely really nice to have. Yeah. I, overall, no real complaints with this category. Yeah. Let's see. Actor in a supporting role? Yeah, actor in a supporting, I guess. Is right below have, it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Brendan Gleeson, Gleeson in The Banshees of Machine. Everyone mm-hmm. saw that coming. Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway. Uh, very happy about that. Uh, did not see that coming. 
Yeah, I really like him, and that was a nice surprise. Uh, Judd Hirsch and the Fablemans. Mm-hmm. Very now, okay. We need to we need to clear, clear the air because there's been some different pronunciations on his name. Kyogen. <laughs> I've heard Kion. I've heard Kyogen, and yeah. I at this point, Allison Williams on live television said Barry Kyogen. So that's that's how I'm pronouncing it at this time. Yeah. Um, for the Banshees of Inisherin, so two Banshee nominees. And then Kei Kwan for everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. So Apparently, that, it's Kogan. Kogan, there you go, Barry yeah. Kogan. <laughs> so for now, we will both pronounce <clears throat> it as best rolls yeah. off our tongues until yeah. somebody can further clarify. <laughs> <laughs> um, for that, I'm very interested. Uh, I mean, I'm very intrigued. I like some of those nominations. Uh, Barry Kogan, uh, very <laughs> cool. That he got nominated. Uh, he's definitely someone that came up from like nothing, you know, mm. getting, you know, lucky, not lucky chances, uh, earning these like chances and like working his way hard into like the industry and getting nominated. And that was really great because he like, he was a foster kid. His mother died when he was 12. Mm. He like hopped around uh, foster houses like 13 in like seven years or something. I was like reading about it. So that's like a pretty, that's a pretty awesome story wow. that he like has him and his family has like come up from that, him and his siblings. So that's cool. Um, Kihai Kwan also a great comeback story. I think he is the favorite just because he won the golden globe and also like everybody loves him. I mean, it's him or Brendan Gleeson. Mm-hmm. I feel like in my opinion, yeah. um, Jude Hirsch, very weird nomination in my opinion. I did not see the guy who had like one scene in Fablemans <laughs> getting nominated. I mean, he's a legend long actor i wouldn't say like legendary but he's been in so many things he's been nominated before and now he set the record for longest time in between two nominations i don't know if they picked him because of that or but he definitely won't win but he has like i think one of the least amount of screen time for a supporting role to get nominated which is insane yeah i i've heard a good amount of talk of all these nominees so i've you know, I I do agree that everything everywhere, Kehi Kwan is so much the front runner here. I think if there was someone who's who should absolutely win based on the story alone, and it has, he's been he's been leading the the um, this category in every other awards and winning it. So you know, I, I'm really hoping he will win. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think both Brendan Gleeson and Barry Kyo. Kyogen <laughs> are excellent and I'm glad they both got nominated. Yeah. I haven't seen Brennan Gleason in a lot of stuff other than in Bruges, but yeah, you know, with, he's, he's great in stuff. Mm-hmm. Other yeah. than like with beer, with Barry Kyogen, I, I was super, he's one of those people that like, I'm kind of, I'm really excited for him to get a nomination because I remember when the killing of the sacred deer came out, also a film starring him and Colin Farrell. Yeah. Um, there was that spaghetti scene that everyone loved and he was so good in that film. Yeah. And it was, I remember that year you and I probably were like really hoping like there's a, there's this, this outside chance. Yeah. That, that was, you know, and not I honestly a, didn't like that movie that much, but uh, I thought that he would have got nominated because he was like the best thing in that movie. That was kind of my takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was so good. And I was, I really thought, you know, it was his first like big role. Yeah, exactly. It was like, yeah, that small role in Dunkirk and that was about it. Oh, there you but go. That just came too. out the same year. Yeah. So I think at the time he was just not known enough and now he's really come, yeah. come around since then. And then Brian Tyree Henry, uh, that was just a really cool surprise nomination. Not only that, it was like the only Apple TV plus film that's in this category. And those who may remember Coda was an Apple TV plus film last year's best picture nominee. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just heard, you know, I've seen him in a few films over the past few years. I thought he was great in Bullet Train. Yeah, people um, said that he did really good in If Bill Street Could Talk, which I have not seen. I have seen that, and I remember, I loved the film. And I guess at the time, I like I, looking back, I can remember him being in it, but like I don't. I think I need to watch it again to really like, like look at his performance and see yeah. what it was. Yeah, he but started yeah, he, out on like stage, and then he really broke through with Atlanta, though. Mm, like him in right. Atlanta was so good. And I yeah. love that show. Yeah. So he's got and a lot I'm, of range. Yeah. I'm very glad that he's like, yeah, he kind of got like put into a blockbusters. A lot of them as like a supporting character. And so that he's like kind of going into like 
stuff that but it feels like more like in line with his performances he did in Atlanta. I like. Mm, yeah. Well, other than that, I think I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with this list. It's, it's an <clears> interesting yeah. list. I um, yeah. But I, I don't have any complaints. Yeah, actors um, in the leading role. Yeah. Um, Kate Blanchett for Tar, Anna De Armas for Blonde, um, <laughs> Andrea Risborough in To Leslie. Michelle Williams in The Fableman, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, mm. Wow. Yeah. That's a this lot. Is, <laughs> it's a lot, and it's a very it's a very stacked list of talented women within the industry. Yeah. Um, I, uh, should we get the elephant out of the room? <laughs> yeah, Anna de Armas. I mean, if she got nominated for a Razzie, I mean that's only that's only happened uh, not that not that much, but it's happened like you know five times or three times where they've been nominated for a Razzie and also an Oscar. And at this, I mean, she's good in her role, but I don't think that she deserved it over you know some of these other performances that we had. But it's how the Academy works. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like on paper, if you had if I had known nothing about Blonde and when it, before Blonde came out, I was thinking that was going to be best picture. Exactly. Be yeah. One of the best films of the year based on the trailers and my excitement for it for Marilyn Monroe. And so like, I knew that she was probably going to get nominated at that time, but then yeah. as time went on with how poorly the film was, how polarizing the film was for a lot of people, I, it became more of a outside shot. So I mm-hmm. am pretty surprised that she got it, but at the same time, I'm not that surprised. Yeah, I'm not that surprised. I was like, I was like, they might just fill it out and just pick a movie that they know the director, know who produced it, blah blah blah. And so, you know, it's one of those. But it's very much, I think, a two-person race. Though Michelle mm-hmm. Williams could mm-hmm. sneak in. She's won before though and been nominated like three times. So I don't, I don't know, I if she will get it. Um, I don't I think, think she won. will. I think she, she was. I actually think she was another surprise. I think there were two. She and both Anna de Armas were some surprise outside nominees. No, the biggest surprise. Well, actually, in my yeah, you're right. Andre, Andrea Risbo. I did not know that movie existed. Okay, you, um, you are very correct. She is yeah. definitely the biggest surprise. Like Michelle, like coming in, there wasn't. It wasn't that strong of a class. Like all the snubs you knew were kind of going to be snubbed, which were like from horror movies and like stuff like that. Like obviously Pearl, but um. Well, uh, yeah, like Michelle Williams, she uh, she was a favorite in a lot of them. She was originally going to be uh, for supporting actress, but then the film came out and it got way better reception. So then they started pitching her as lead actress. And so that was, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I definitely feel like that she has a good, um, nominated for five Oscars now. So yeah, she's a, she's a mainstay. She's one of the best actresses of the last 20 years, but she's never won. Mm, wow. Yeah. Well, I do, I do agree though that, Kate Blanchett and Michelle Yeoh are the absolute front runners. It's mm-hmm. they're gonna one of them is gonna win. Uh, but um, the, there were some real interesting snubs and a few that I have to address. And I think the big one that it's written on all over Lucas's shirt <laughs> is Mia Goth from Pearl, which we all knew was gonna happen. Yeah, the Academy. Tony Collette two point Tony Collette, Florence Pugh in mid. Tony Collette in in Hereditary. Florence Pugh yeah. in Midsummer. Lupita Nyong'o in Us. It is yeah. just another, another amazing per- horror film performance to add to the collection. <laughs> yes, especially so. female actresses too. Yes, in horror films that yes. they've just been snubbing repeatedly. But yeah, so. um, I would definitely pick that over Blonde, maybe even To Leslie. But I haven't seen it, and I read the synopsis, and it sounds really cool. It's not that long of a movie, so I might watch it this week. Don't know. I, but, I'm definitely uh, going to watch check it out because definitely I, going to. I, I found it very interesting that I believe it's. Uh, Andrea Riseborough. She yeah. She basically self campaigned her Oscar nomination. Like yeah, she, she, she got like, like really popular within the like film community for yeah. that role. And so I thought that was a really interesting way to get nominated. Yeah. Um, and a cool way to get your name out there because like I had no idea who she was. I'm sure I've seen her in something. Uh, Mandy. Um, there you go. <laughs> she's the she's in Mandy. She's in Birdman. Okay. Um, I just then kept I have... seeing screen caps of her in um, the Matilda movie that came out this mm-hmm. year, <laughs> and that, and then she was in Too Leslie. But yeah, um, she was. Oh, she was in Possessor too. What? 
that? I didn't realize that was her. Uh, She's her. Okay. She does a, a lot of crazy movies. I can definitely and see that. And then she'll now. do like some interesting ones in between there. But yeah, she was in Possessor and Mandy. So like definitely the weird horror movie. Uh, but, I, but I do think the biggest snub that people are really not happy about is Daniel Deadweiler for Till. She was, yeah. that was like one that was like an absolute lock and people are really, I haven't seen Till. I've just heard her performance is incredible. And people yeah. have been saying from the beginning that like, <clears throat> there is no way she doesn't get nominated. So yeah, that's, so a, that I, was the, that was definitely when I totally forgot about that, but that was one remembering what I was reading on Tuesday was that she got stubbed and people were really mad about that. So I will see that film cause I really do want to see her performance. Um, mm-hmm. But other than that, um, I'm, I do think it's a very interesting list and um, there's a few, there's two films here. I still need to see in the fable yeah. and to Leslie. So yeah, mine's to Leslie and tar. Nice. Um, actress in a supporting role. So Angela Bassett for black Panther two hung Shao for the whale. What? Uh, <laughs> Carrie Condon. 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 Um, <laughs> and Banshees of Inisherin, And then Jimmy Lee Curtis and Stephanie Chu for everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm-hmm. Which that That's is big... that I, I have no, I know who I want to win, which is Stephanie, but I don't have any idea who is going to win. I think, and I think this that's is where I'm hardest, leaving that. I think this is the, <laughs> one of the one of, if not the most um, exciting categories this year because I really don't know who's going to win this category. Yeah, um, like Hong Shu, I was like, I saw her nominated. The nominations came out the day I saw the whale, and I was like, what? And I saw the whale, I was like, whoa! That was like, it was a really good performance. She's in the menu. Yeah. She's the waitress in the menu, and I was like, oh, that was a good year for her. She's having mm-hmm. a great year. Like, mm-hmm. she was very different in both of those roles and i loved her in uh, the whale she was pretty fun but yeah i haven't seen banshees but uh jimmy lee curtis and stephanie who um i definitely feel like stephanie does a little bit better obviously than jimmy lee curtis jimmy lee curtis is kind of like a funny one-off character but she did really good in that movie but like you know she's jimmy lee curtis i think they just want her there uh but i feel like stephanie definitely deserves it over her she's my favorite to win but yeah i haven't seen that angela bassett's great in black panther um yeah. But uh, I don't think it's anything insanely great compared to like some of these other roles. But yeah, definitely like Hong and Stephanie for these uh, these. And I haven't seen Banshee, so I can't comment on Carrie. I would pretty much be happy if any of them won. Um, yeah, Angela at this Beth. point, yeah, yeah. Until I until I see Carrie, uh, Carrie and Banshees, um, I would say I honestly any one of these people deserve it. Yeah. So, um, so Angela Bassett she elevated black Panther to another level for me mm-hmm. because of just that like scene where she's with, um, Okoye and like telling her that, you know, she's going to have to like step down from her role yeah. and all of that. Like she was so, she brought like such an emotional depth that we like har- hardly ever, if ever yeah. seen a Marvel film. She brought a full, she was the force in that movie. Yeah. And it's like, she was definitely the like main one that was like, just, just was gripping a lot of the scenes. She stole every scene that she was in almost. So it was yeah. like, it was definitely a performance you're not that used to for um, like a Marvel movie, yeah. I guess. For a, I mean, at least for a non-mainline Avengers movie. There's some good ones in it, but she still probably had like one of the best acting, if not the best acting in like a Marvel movie ever in that movie. Yeah. And um, she's the only one to be nominated. So, yeah, no, I, I'm very happy she's nominated. I think she she might be the front runner at this time, but we will see. I can see that, yeah. She won Golden um, Globe, so. And Hong Chao was. Very good in the menu, and I think that's an exciting nomination here too mm-hmm. for her. So I'm I still need to see the whale, but I'm very yeah. much looking forward to her performance. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis, well deserved. I think it was an outside shot that both both uh, her and Stephanie Sue were going to get nominated. So I think it was very cool that they both got nominated. I yeah. do think there's a chance they'll cancel each other out because that tends to happen. Yeah. Um, but Jamie Lee Curtis had never been nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, which that's cra- interesting. Which is crazy. So yeah, yeah. she's always at them because <laughs> they always nominate her movies, but never her. So that's yeah. good for. And then did I leave someone out? Um, no. Oh, uh, Carrie. Carrie Condon. So Carrie Condon. I was watching Bansu's of Inisherin, going, wondering to myself. I was like, who, who, who is she? Where have I seen her in? First, mm-hmm. I thought she was Rebecca Ferguson, <laughs> and then I was like, <laughs> I looked it up later, and I realized that she is Mike's daughter in Better Call Saul. That's oh yeah oh my god right that's funny 
And so I was like, holy crap. Oh, yeah, she's really good. Even though that's just like a brief role where you don't see her often. Yeah, she she's didn't have what she does. Not many uh, crazy movies that she was in, but she's been a, uh, what's it called? Supporting? She's, she was, uh, yeah, she's been a stage actress. She's well regarded in that, it looks like. I think what what I was very happy about in general was with everything everywhere all at once and the Banshees of Inisherin mm-hmm. that pretty much every single main actor slash character in those films got nominated and they were all well deserved yeah. performances. So yeah, that's the thing that this year compared to like maybe the last two years have been very good for the nominations that got nominated. I mean, there's obviously snubs, but like yeah. the people that got nominated, pretty much like a really high percentage of them compared to previous years deserved it or over people that got snubbed. Yeah, for sure. Um, animated? Animated. This is Dylan's where I get domain. really mad. No, just kidding, yeah. I will lead the way. We have Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel Lachelle with shoes on, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, The Sea Beast, and Turning Red. Now, I predicted all but four of these nominations. Mm-hmm. Um, sea Beast. Yes, Sea Beast was a surprise. I have not seen it, so I cannot comment on that. Um with me, when it comes to animated feature, diversity is key. Um, and I feel that having t- not only two Netflix Netflix films, if you want to consider, if you want to look at Pinocchio as like a Netflix mm-hmm. film, uh, even though it's more, I it's Guillermo del Toro, so yeah. I, it gets a pass for me. But I, I'd rather see, I, I, I would love to have seen at least one anime get in, because yeah. I feel like lately, the past few years, I don't think we've had an anime film nominated for an Oscar since maybe... Mirai from 2017. Yeah, 2018. it's um, it's just a genre that has been treated like horror, where they do not respect it. I think that's absolutely going to change this next year because we have two the two best anime directors working today, and Hayao Miyazaki and Makoto Shinkai both coming out with new films in 2023. So if mm-hmm. one of them does not get nominated, I am never going to watch the Oscars again. <laughs> you heard it right there on a live recording. Wow, <laughs> I'll so, see when I believe it. But back to the nominees. So, yeah. um, Pinocchio, I have seen. I thought it was fantastic. It's the clear front runner. Um, Marcel's Shell with Shoes On, I'm very happy to see nominated. That was another very sweet, wholesome film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and technically, I guess, two stop motion films in that regard with Pinocchio and Marcel. Um, what else we got here? Turning Red, another decent Pixar effort. I thought it was fun. You know, I'm glad Pixar got in, but I. It's not. It's not the best film. Yeah, Pixar, you know, doesn't deserve to get it every year, but they just do because you know Disney essentially owns the Oscars. I'd rather see either one Disney or one Pixar film, and not both every single year. Yeah, so I'm content because Turning Red was fun enough, and yeah, and, and you know, from an animation standpoint, it was very well done. And then this, what am I missing? Am I missing one? Oh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I still need to see that, and I know yes. you've seen it. I'm yes. very excited Talked to about see it. last it. week. I'm very excited to see that. So, Overall, I'm content, but I would have loved to see a film like Inuo from Masaki Iwasa, who is just a fantastic mm-hmm. um, and weird director of anime films. I would love to have seen that get in. And that film itself is crazy and so fun. We'll have to watch it sometime. So. Yes. Um, yeah, I've only seen Puss in Boots and Turning Red. Definitely Puss in Boots. I feel like is a front runner in the at least audience discourse, uh, the audience realm. Um, definitely don't know what will actually win. I feel like it'd probably be Pinocchio. Um, I feel like that's the front runner in the voting because it's Guillermo del Toro. But uh, definitely need to watch Pinocchio. Gonna watch Marcel this week. Uh, sea Beast and Turning Red. So yeah, nice. Good. Uh, good. No- good nominations. But yeah, anime snubbed per usual. For sure. Uh, I'm happy with the nominations. There was no one that I was like. <clears throat> Oh come on now! Yeah, <laughs> like why did that get nominated? Mm-hmm. You know? Nothing like that. So yeah, I, I can't complain. Now some of these we're gonna go quickly over just because we'll probably yeah. talk about them more in later weeks. But like cinematography, All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Um, we have only seen I think I've only I haven't seen any of these actually. So. <laughs> I've seen uh, All Quiet I'm on the gonna... Western Front, Elvis, yeah. and Tar. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Bardo's only nomination, I think. Yeah, the only yeah. nomination for it did not do great at the critics. So, mm. but yeah, that one we'll definitely talk about more once we both see more, and also when we get closer to our mock ballots. Yes. For now, I will say just briefly, 
Top Gun Maverick not being nominated for cinematography is extremely strange to me. Yes, yeah. Um, it, it feels like one of those situations where like they were all vo- voting for something else because they all assumed that someone else was going to pick Top Gun. Like they're mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, that's that's getting in for sure. I'll just vote for this. Yeah, because that's definitely definitely seems like a weird one. But I'm fine with moving on. Yeah, uh, costume design, Babylon, Black Panther two, Elvis. Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. Oh, Mrs. Harris. One nom for her, for Mrs. Harris. Yeah, yeah, it got, I, it got it also for Golden Globes. I think that's where they're just showing her in. <laughs> I think these are all amazing costumes. Yeah. I, I have no complaints. Um, I feel like uh, Black Panther <laughs> 2 might win it. Uh, I feel like anytime you do uh, some type of uh, cultural aspect in a really good regard for costume rather than like a period piece. I feel like in my personal opinion, it should do better. And Black Panther 2 had really good like costume design for like the funeral scene and like all this stuff. It was pretty great. Everything everywhere all at once though, had some really crazy costumes and also costumes that were on the screen for like two seconds. So there was some (laughs) fun stuff. Um, But yeah, definitely. I feel like those and then my sleeper, maybe Babylon. I think that's one of its two nominations I got. Yeah, this is always a tough category because they either yeah. go with the like period piece or the <laughs> yeah. But it's um, I need to look up on what happened with Black Panther because I I want to say Black Panther the the original did not win this category, but I could be wrong. I know it won. One I think of it the, won. I know it either it either won this or it lost this and won production design. I can't remember, but it was one of those exact scenarios where it was going up against an old Hollywood film. Black Panther piece. costume design uh, as the first African-American win the costume design. The That's Oscars. right. So I could see it winning again, but because of that, I could also see them giving it to someone else. Yes. So um, Directing. Yeah. This is what we'll move on to next. We're just this doing this in a weird order because uh, that's just how the Oscars website has it. <laughs> yeah. It's like whatever. Uh, directing. Banshees of Inisherin, Martin McDonough. Everything Everywhere All at Once. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheiner. Fableman. Steven Spielberg. Tar. Todd Field. And Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Ostlund. Ostlund. <laughs> Ostlund. <laughs> yeah. Um, directing is tough. I feel like four out yeah. of five of these, I'm totally fine with. Yeah. Um, Spielberg's won before. He's probably my least person that I want to win. Everyone else, I would want to win. I just don't want him to win because he's already won. He won for, uh, <laughs> I think he, so he's won once himself mm. for Schindler's List. I don't know if he won again or was just nominated, but yeah. I would love for the Daniels to win. I do think Robin Oslin, Rob, Ruben Oslin was the surprise. It, I would have been much happier yeah. if, say, uh, S.S. Roger Mouli from RRR was nominated. Yeah. Or, um, I mean, there's uh, Avatar, James Cameron. You know, there's a lot of people. Oh, oh okay. The director of Women Talking, Sarah mm-hmm. Pauly. Somebody, you know, a, a yeah. female director yeah. should have gotten nominated. Yeah, Steven Spielberg's won two for Best Director. There you go. Yeah, so, so yeah. I, I mean, if he wins three for Best Director, I feel like there's other ones of his movies that he should have won for instead of this one. And this he's been it, nominated 2016, 2018, and 2022. I think Sarah Polly, who I believe directed Women Talking, should have gotten the nomination. Just mm-hmm. to have at least one, because yeah. this is going to be another one of those years where people are going are gonna to mm-hmm. look at that list and be like, yeah, you guys messed up. <laughs> I think it's going to, I think, in my opinion, I think it'll be Everything Everywhere All at Once is my favorite. I feel like Tar will get it just because I know the critics love Todd Field. He, mm-hmm. There was like so much written about how he just disappeared. He hadn't made a movie in 15 years until he made Tar. Mm. And he was like such a favorite when he was making other movies. And they're like, critics were writing articles about like, where the hell's Todd Fields? Because he had all these projects <laughs> that fell through. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Todd Field, um, former, he, uh, fun fact, he helped create Big League Chew the Gum. What? What? Uh, no. <laughs> and you happen to have that. Right, right. You were prepared. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, but yeah, he can't, he's another one that's not like really like uh didn't come from anyone famous. You know, he kind of made his own way in the industry. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely, uh, I really want the Daniels one. I think that'd be a very fun speech. And I feel like they deserve it. I feel like they'll win that or screenplay, but I feel like they might get screenplay and they'll give this to Todd Field or Martin McDonough. Because Martin McDonough, I don't think he's won, has he? I I don't think so, but there, there is yeah. a chance. <laughs> there, the only chance that he would have won would have been for uh, what's three billboards. Called? Three billboards, and I don't think he won that year. Mm. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Yeah. Oh wow, he's never been nominated for an Oscar. For oh, for, oh okay. no, okay. yeah, he won. He won. Um, 
Yeah, no, he hasn't won for anything. Uh, he okay. Yeah, he didn't get nominated for director until now. He won for a best live action short film in 2006. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, um, after that, documentary features. I feel like so is we'll the next make thing. this brief. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen a single documentary this year. Neither have I. Or last I've year. Heard, I've heard things about Fire of Love, All That Breeze, I've heard is good. Everything else. It'll be interesting. I just I'm, you have I'm to watch them. Very intrigued to see Fire of Love, which I believe is on Same. Disney Plus. Yeah, that one is um, very popular. I will also likely watch Navalny. Mm-hmm. Um, the other three are not currently. Well, I think All the Beauty and Bloodshed might be in theaters. Yeah, that but, one is. I've heard some stuff about it, and I need to remember what it's about because yeah, rare footage and intimate interviews providing insight into the life and work of renowned photographer, activist, and activist Non Golden. Yeah, I think it was a. Uh, at the theater when I first started working there. But yeah, mm. it'll be interesting. Yes. Um, definitely definitely a lot of different um, subjects and some very yeah. very intriguing things, volcanoes and all that. So I'll be, yeah. it'll be fun. <laughs> uh, documentary short film. Films. Um, uh, I feel I like we say... won't even talk about any of these. But yeah, all the short film categories, we can just, we're going to say the titles and then move on because we're all going to watch these when they do the short film showings. Yeah. So, so yeah, this one, there's a movie called The Elephant Whisperer, Haul Out, How Do You Measure a Year?, the Martha Mitchell effect and Stranger at the Gate. So yep. we'll be watching those eventually. Yeah. Um, Film editing. Yes. Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar, and Top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Um, Everything Everywhere All at Once or Top Gun Maverick should win this. I won't be mad if any other, uh, if either of them win, but if anything else wins, I'll be mad because <laughs> they were all of these films i thought were very well edited but like mm-hmm. the banshees and tar are very quiet editing yeah like it's exactly. like it's not flashy versus it's a very Elvis. skillful just like experienced style of editing of telling yeah. a dramatic narrative but uh everything everywhere all at once and top gun have just some crazy stuff going on and, and some... elvis too just because yeah and it's elvis like every too. four seconds it's yeah. like a new shot so. yeah I really think everything every all at once should just because it's editing. yeah it's it's such a uniquely done film. I'd be happy with that or Top Gun. Yeah, point, definitely but... be happy for either of those. Um, international next up, international, All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, nineteen eighty five, Close, EO, and The Quiet Girl. I will I will say, other than the fact that India did not nominate or <clears throat> submit RRR. Yeah, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Yeah, biggest <laughs> um, bag fumble of all time. Biggest, but yeah, um, I'm very happy with this list because all yes. of these films look very interesting, mm-hmm. and I have seen All Quiet on the Western Front, which I will briefly touch yeah. on later. Only but... one of these is nominated for Best Picture, so you could go down that route where you just pick the Best Picture one. Ooh, uh, it's gonna win. Be, it's it's, gonna, gonna it's win. probably gonna win. I feel it's... like it's the American audience of uh, the Academy uh, likes All Quiet on the Western Front more than a. Uh, war movie or not a war movie a dictator movie uh in argentina 1985 mm-hmm. um they but haven't I like, done yeah they haven't won they've nominated movies about like south american uh liber liberation and like struggles with the uh, dictatorships and like that but they've never really nominated picked them and they I feel like like a lot of them just like group them all together and they're like ah oh, it's another one of these i'm not gonna vote for that when it's yeah. completely different but yeah i definitely heard really good things about that movies but or that movie, but I think All Quiet on the Western Front is definitely the favorite. Yeah, it, it, when it's at this point, anytime an international film gets a Best Picture nom, it's it, it's going yeah. to win that category. Yeah, that's why they feel like they do it so early. Yeah, um, makeup and hairstyling. Uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, The Batman, the lone nomination. No, no, no! It got three. I know it got three. <laughs> uh, Black Panther, two, Elvis, and the Whale. Makeup and hairstyling. I am not expertise in this. I have uh, have a friend that works in this though, but uh, it's, yeah, I would be. I think that a lot of these are good, so I feel like I wouldn't be mad in, at any of them. I feel like I, maybe yeah. Elvis. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they're all amazing, just in terms yeah. of like when I when I think of all these movies, the actual makeups. The mm-hmm. makeup and hairstyling it stands out. Like I just watched yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. There are some insane makeup and like things they yeah. put on the face of these characters who yeah. who have like dirt just covering them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously the whale, the prosthetics. Um, yeah, same with the Batman. There's some crazy prosthetics they put on like Colin Farrell. Right, and or just even even just his even just like yeah. um what's How P- Patrick, Robert Pattinson uh, looks. even his yeah even his um just his his look <laughs> like, yeah. I definitely, course, I definitely feel like that'd be a fun one to win, but yeah. Yeah. 
Music um, original score. All Quiet on the Western Front, Babylon, The Banshees of Inisherin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, and The Fablemans. Um, out of the ones I've seen, the ones that stuck with me the most, I mean, the Babylon, like, repeating score is so fun. Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, All of dun, these dun. are really good. Dun, like, dun, dun, I, dun. I just saw a few, like, three of these movies I've seen within the last month, you know? Yeah. So, like, All Quiet has a really good, like, um, kind of, like, eerie score that uses a lot of drum mm-hmm. drumming. And um, Babylon, yeah. It was, I love the score of that. Banshees has a really good, like, kind of dark score. Everything Everywhere just has a, like, kind of a really emotional score at times. Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel like Everything and Babylon are my favorite for that. Uh, but, yeah, I haven't seen the other ones, so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's seen The Fablemans, but I don't really remember I the score seen... that much. It's John Williams, so he's kind of like yeah. he just he just he just always gets nominated. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> exactly. Um, next up is music original song. Uh, applause from Tell It Like a Woman, a movie that I had not heard of at all before this nomination. Yeah, it's a vignette movie. Multiple female directors directed, mm. uh, like I think it was seven different ones directed ones, and they put them together in a movie. Yeah, Diane Warren gets a lot of nominations for this category. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Hold my hand from Lady Gaga, a, a great ending song yeah uh, at the end of the movie lift me up mm-hmm. Black Panther, another great ending song but i'm gonna um, save the next one um, for last <laughs> oh yeah i totally forgot about this because who i met yesterday who ryan coogler no way <laughs> he was at the warriors game and i got to say hi to him i didn't really get to talk to him but uh, got, when you, i was working you got to say hello to the director yeah i got to say Black hi Panther? like he gave me a fist bump it was, it was when he was leaving the game because the warriors won so he was in a happy move but yeah, wow. yeah, I got to say hi to him. It was cool. I took a photo of him from Super like a distance jealous. right right when I was walking up to him. I wonder if I can pull it up real quick and well, Lucas shove it on my camera. I'll read the last two nominees. We have This Is A Life from Everything Everywhere All Wants, another great song that kind of like surprisingly shows up in the film. Oh, There's Ryan Coogler and his like girlfriend or wife. This is a YouTube exclusive for those of you on the podcast. Yeah. He, he was nice. He was taking photos with a bunch of random people, so. I Very should cool. have asked him for a photo, but he was like on his way. I was like, I would have to do my work anyway. But yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah. And then the best for last, the the best original song of the year, Not To Not To. This is R-R-R. a life by Mitski and David Byrne. I can't believe I'll get a, oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, all of these songs I met, like of the ones I've heard, I haven't heard applause from Tell Like Woman, but mm-hmm. these are all great songs. But when I look at the the placement of the song, the usage of the song, not to not to is, is like key to like telling the story. These guys like did the song while dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that one should win. Cause it's the most integral part to the movie that it's in. And also it's the one that I've probably heard the most out of it. Like this is a life has Mitski and David Burns, but it's like the ending credit song. Well, it, like, it's like, I think it's it not a, up it, like very near the end, but yeah, it's still yeah, like, yeah. Both, I just feel like almost all these songs just feel like they're like an end credit song in general. Except yeah, for but, Not To Not To. Yeah, Not To <laughs> Not To just feels like just like an echelon above, even and, though a lot of these are really good songs. And that's a song I, I have, haven't gotten out of my head since I've seen that movie. And mm-hmm. I've rewatched the scene and shown the scene to people who are probably never going to watch the movie just yeah. because it's so good. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I have not done that with any of these yeah. films. Definitely feel like that should win and... If the Oscars do not do a live performance from, including the actors from that film, yeah, they do not know how to put on a show. Yeah, someone needs to be doing that. <laughs> That's common. Someone needs to make that their priority right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next is production design. I think. Yeah. I, oh yeah, because we skipped over. Yeah, we did best, we did best first. Um, first. All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar Two, Babylon, Elvis, and The Fableman. Absolutely um, no complaints. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'll be happy like, with everything except for maybe the Fableman because there's nothing crazy inspir. There's nothing crazy in that. It's a lot of just like suburban life and like some cool stuff where he shot his original film, like remake, original short films when he was a kid remakes. I but feel like, like this. Yeah, this is probably yeah. Avatar's category to lose. I feel like it's Avatar. Um, definitely to lose just because there's some crazy stuff they did with that. Yeah, uh, short film, film animated. All right, I will. Would you like to embarrass yourself, or would you like me to embarrass myself? Uh, you do it, because you wanted to do a little... All right, so for those of you who did not watch the um, announcement video 
with Riz Ahmed and Allison Williams uh, naming all of the nominees. I will just um, do my best to not to say this with a straight face when I go through these categories. We have The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse, The Flying Sailor, Ice Merchants, My Year of Dicks, An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake, and I Think I Believe It. I mean, I think they just nominated these songs or these sorry these films, these short films because yeah. of the titles. <laughs> yeah, they got some they got some fun ones. Um, a like lot of all great. Lot, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch them. Same with uh, live action. For live action, we have Ivalu, Les Pupils, I think, uh, <laughs> Night Ride, The Red Suitcase, and An Irish Goodbye. Mm. So, yeah, until we see them. Yeah, until we see them. Uh, yeah. Few more categories here. We'll just briefly touch on. Yeah, sound. sound. All quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, the Batman, Elvis, and Top Gun. Yeah. Yep. I feel like it's I... Top Gun's uh, Top Gun or Elvis to lose this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel They're like musical great, films always though. always win this, but yeah. Visual effects. Um, I think we definitely know who should who's this is to lose. <laughs> I don't Avatar know. Avatar two. All quiet on the Western Front. The Batman, Black Panther two, and. Top Gun Maverick. I think I'm torn because Avatar is the visual effects film, but Top Gun mm-hmm. Maverick has amazing is the visual... practical effects film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, Top Gun has the the amazing visual effects slash yeah. cinematography. So it's like <clears throat> that. I, as long as one of these gets an award in it, mm-hmm. this year, at least one award, I will be happy. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like this is Top Gun will win this. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and last but not least, we have the two writing. So adaptive and original. First, adaptive. All Quiet on the Western Front. Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. Um, I think it's pretty cool that Ryan Johnson got a adapted and an original screenplay for mm-hmm. Knives Out Now franchise. Um, yes. I'm very... I think it's really cool that Top Gun Maverick got one because... Mm-hmm. Just based on the fact that it's a sequel, thirty-six years in the making, yeah, and that they did write it as well as they did for a blockbuster film that no one expected to have th- for the writing to be like the thing anyone talks about, which I still don't think it's a thing people are talking yeah. about. But it, but it is cool that it got a nomination. The yeah, I feel like nomination. I feel like personally, woman talking might get this just because they didn't nominate her for best director. I feel like that they'll give her this. True, and let's keep in mind that the usually the the film that wins writing, w- one of those films wins best picture. So th- that I'm a little interested. I think the Top Gun nomination is pretty interesting. So if mm-hmm. Top Gun somehow wins best adapted, and another film somehow wins original, mm-hmm. I think we might have a interesting yeah best picture winner for original, original Banshees of Inisherin, everything everywhere all at once, The Fablemans, Tar, and triangle of sadness um i mean it's just everything. like best picture i feel like everything should win this because it is just like the most dynamic i feel but the most I feel like, original the most yeah creative. the most original too and most creative and just like the insane amount of like diverse storytelling that goes on in that film and just I, how they tell the story it's just insane i will say if um, there's one category that this film does not win that i will actually be sad about it's mm-hmm. this category yeah, because I feel, I feel like, like how could you write a better? Like, yeah, I mean, in all honesty, they should sweep a lot of these. They should be best picture, director, actress, supporting actor, maybe even supporting actress, and writing. I will say before we transition, the last thing I will say about this list, uh, as a whole, very, very, con- very content with the Oscar nomination mm-hmm. this year. But I'm most excited for the fact that everything everywhere all at once got the leading nominations, which I did yeah. not see coming. That was one that like everybody was like, Oh, people are forgetting about this movie. The Academy won't respect this movie. And then as award season grew, it just kept staying in the focus and then like this. So I feel like this is my favorite year in a while for Oscars. Um for nominations. There's just a lot of good nominations, a lot of diverse nominations. Should have been a little bit more, but you know, definitely really good. So I'm pretty happy with it. We'll be talking about usually one or two of these a week, hopefully, or at yeah. least touching on them after yeah. we've seen more and more of the movies. So it'll exactly. be interesting. We'll be we'll be going back to the Oscars, guys. We'll yes. Keep that going up until the ceremony. Yes. Well, what should we talk about next with our remaining time? What would you like to um, talk about? Was it Last of Us? 
Do we want to do that? Do we have time to delve in? We might not have time. We could touch might... on that episode and the next episode. Because this episode was shorter, 60-minute episode. So we could talk about both of those episodes next week. Yeah. I feel like that might be a good idea. Yeah, or we could do all three. We could start all three. Next yeah, we week. could just start all three next week. So we'll just catch up on Last of Us since you've caught up. But yeah, I think that, that'll be next week. Maybe we should give... Because we, we did maybe say it at the beginning. We should... We should briefly touch on just some quick thoughts on the series for someone who's waiting. Yes. <laughs> um, I will say I'm very, very excited about this series because I think that it, for video game adaptation especially, they're doing an amazing job. They're making, from what I'm hearing for the people who've beaten the game and love the game, they're making good changes. Uh, the first two episodes were very well directed, very well written, very interesting. And I'm I'm just excited to see where it goes because I mm-hmm. I got worn out with the the Walking Dead and I'm hoping I don't feel that way with this film or series, yeah so. yeah I know it's gonna have probably two seasons they're gonna do the second season they'll do the first season they haven't announced a third game yet but they might do one so I mean they don't want to stray too much and since the guy who wrote the games is gonna be is essentially one of the showrunners um, I feel like I have very high faith for this series and how it's going it's just great so far so. Definitely, we will definitely, we will definitely give more in-depth thoughts. Yes, uh, for next week. For next week, you guys, and, and going since, forward. Since yeah. today was a loaded week, uh, or yeah, this we was had, a loaded week, just with we, the Oscar nom announcement, and we talking we, about that. In our mind, we thought the the Oscar thing was probably going to take thirty minutes, but you know, yes, <laughs> there's so much <laughs> we like to talk. <laughs> um, um, do we want to? We, we I pretty much gave some a little bit of thoughts on each of the films I watched this week, but I'll just say, I'll just briefly mention all yeah, the Yeah, just come out all with the what films. you actually, yeah, just say what you've actually watched. <laughs> yeah, so since we, we put this out a little bit later than the past episode, I watched uh, The Banshees of Inishirin. I watched All Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, begrudgingly, I did finish Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> I watched RRR and a surprise film I have not brought up yet. I watched Emily the Criminal. Ooh. Which... Uh, I will say was probably a, a special recommendation from Brennan. Shout out Brennan again. Brennan. Um, it's a very good thriller with Aubrey Plaza and great acting, very tight thriller. So um, I will leave it at that for now. Just that I, I, I'd say it's, it's just a very interesting premise about a woman who's like kind of down in her luck trying to make it. And she takes a kind of a shady deal to like do something technically illegal and it involves like using credit like fake credit cards and 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 then she she gets the opportunity to do something worse and more risky and it kind of just derails from there and so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) uh is that is that all you're talking about this week that's all i have okay i watched three films the whale skinamarink and a new battles without honor and humanity so that is actually the sixth movie in the new battles without or in the battles without honor and humanity yakuza franchise um me and my friend just watch yakuza movies when he's in town um since he moved away for college and he kind of just lives in davis now davis area so we'll watch yakuza movies and just drink and have fun so that that was one of them (laughs) very it's definitely weird uh apparently this movie was just like more corny and like joking about the yakuza than the original five movies in the in the uh, series but uh yeah it's a it was fun it was just a fun dumb yakuza movie or not dumb but like fun yakuza movie that we that we just watched and there's you know tropes in it and all that it was pretty what do you expect with those um skinamarink though no not what i expected um first 40 minutes of that movie is super boring a lot of just shots and a lot of noises but nothing really going on i feel like the movie in itself could have been a 60 minute movie but it's a hundred minutes mm-hmm. um but once you get past those first 40 minutes it is terrifying it is how i feel at the end of lake mungo which is a movie we watched together the horror of that is very well done in this where it's kind of like that no jump scares just like a lot of sound a lot of just creepiness and it like reels you in and just like unravels you and it like brings you into this world and makes just encompasses you surrounds you. And then like, is just picking away at you piece by piece with all these just creepiness. And so the second half of that movie 
is just so good that it like made me like it a lot more. I gave it like a about a seven, seven and a half, I'd say. But yeah, that first once you get past that first like forty minutes, fifty minutes, then it just gets crazy, and you're just it's a really good lo-fi horror movie, very much based on kind of like the internet horror of like um oh god, there's like ones called like the Walton Files and stuff. They're called uh the creepy oh god, pasta I forget the stuff. name. Of, what? It's a very I've heard it's a lot like a creepy pasta. Yeah, it has the creepy pasta. Um, there's a specific word for it, um, and I can't remember it, but I just said the name of it. Um, but yeah, that was that was definitely one. And then the last one I watched was The Whale, uh, which was really good. Definitely deserving of uh, just like what it was nominated for. Mm. Um, analog horror, that's what it's called. So analog oh, okay. horror style for Skin America. That type gotcha. of style, and it just made it into a feature-length movie. Very good. But uh, yeah. yeah, back okay. to The Whale. Um, he definitely deserved it. Hong Shao definitely deserved it. Um, it's very interesting. It takes place in like one spot. It's very much a one spot movie. And it felt like you were almost watching a play. Not in the sense of like the actual location, but like how the, how it's acted out and like how you're focusing so much on the character and dialogue. It's such a dialogue and like character heavy movie. Not liking that there's a lot of dialogue, but that's what you're focusing on. And right. so it's really good in that. I really liked it. Uh, some people didn't like like some of the food eating scenes, but they're not that bad. I feel like people overhyped that for me. Like, oh, the food eating scenes are so gross. And there's like one scene where he gorges himself a lot. And it's like, okay, whatever. It wasn't that bad. Uh, but yeah, I definitely really like that movie. I love Brendan Fraser. I've been a huge Brendan Fraser renaissance. Renaissance. The renaissance, yeah. Yes, I've been uh, super happy since he got his first role back, which was... Um, titans he was in like some other movies too as well but yeah it's uh i'm, I'm glad he's back he's a great guy uh, i met him at a comic-con once cool dude i love him <laughs> and so uh definitely excited that he is getting back in the industry and definitely getting a lot of the praise he deserves mummy is one of my favorite movies of all time so happy to be back brendan fraser and yeah that's the three i've seen hey, hey lucas have you heard brendan fraser's back Brendan Fraser's back. I'm going to wear that nomination week. There's a Brendan Fraser shirt I own. We're going to be, you're going to see it soon if you're watching on YouTube. Very nice. Well, I will definitely touch on all the films I watched more once Lucas has seen them because then we yes. can do like a dual discussion. Yes, and, exactly. Um, yeah, we'll probably, if we'll we go back to them, the whale too. <laughs> yeah. Definitely go back to the more and have that discussion about them. And it'll be in the title probably what movie that we've both seen that we'll now be able to talk about. Um, yeah, once we're planning our- out. This week, once our watch list cross paths, yes, in, the, in our journey to try it's, to watch every Oscar-nominated film, which yes. will likely not happen, but we will try our best. Try our for best, you. yes. If you have uh, any specific requests for, of the Oscar nominees that you want us to talk about or see, mm-hmm. please let us know. Yes, let us know. Uh, best way to comment is go on our YouTube. If you're listening on a podcast, or we've told you our social media, so you can always message us. <laughs> exactly. Um, we will chat with you. Yes. Um, on that note, probably our watch list, and I think I think that's yeah. I'll do it. Yeah, I don't have much. I, I, I'm gonna be brief because I don't. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm gonna watch this week. I might aim to watch like all the like on streaming stuff mm-hmm. for an Oscar. It's definitely gonna be an Oscar week, but probably yes. gonna watch she, she said because I'm getting it in the mail. Um, I'm gonna watch uh, maybe try to watch Causeway or um. Navalny or, mm-hmm. or any of the like Bardo or all yeah, the yeah Bardo's really long That's yeah all, <laughs> all the all the like Netflix stuff that I can yeah. already watch anything easy right now so mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of like yeah. where I'm leaning yeah toward. mine is I'm either gonna watch After Sun or Causeway I'm definitely gonna watch Banshees um and then I'm gonna watch probably Pinocchio with my girlfriend and then. I think that there's a chance I watched this movie that got re-released in theaters called Brotherhood of the Wolf. Mm. Yeah. Um, it has yeah. a very interesting cast. Um, and like, it has one of my, uh, there's like actors I've like attached to for some reason that I really like, and they're not like in a bunch of movies ever. There's like three of them. Brendan Fraser was one of them and he got really big. So I'm happy about that. Uh, or no, he was already big, but he's getting back around. And so I'm happy about that. Caleb Andrew Jones. I really like, he's another one. And then Mark Dacascus is another guy. He's been in a bunch of stuff from the 90s. He is Iron Chef. But he's in this movie called Brotherhood of the Wolf. It was directed by uh, the guy who directed Silent Hill and that 2014 Beauty and the Beast movie. 
some French dude, Christophe Gans, but it has Vincent Cassell in it, and it's like a French werewolf movie. So it sounds interesting, but it got a theatrical re-release. So I'm I'm pretty interested to watch it. Um, I'm going to probably see it before work one day. It's like two and a half hours long for a 2001 movie. That's pretty interesting. Nice. And then last but not least, something I just want to touch about is that Wandering Earth 2 came out, and I might see that. It is okay. a Chinese like, oh, yeah. sci-fi epic. They came out with the first one. It got put on Netflix, so I'm going to watch the first one finally. And then I heard the second one is getting compared to, like, Evangelion-esque, like, expansiveness and how they're doing it. My friend was, like, saying that all his friends were telling him that, and then he saw it, and he said it was, like, really good. So I'm okay. definitely I'm definitely more interested in seeing it now, and I'm going to probably watch that this, this week, the first one at least, and then hopefully get around to the second one. It is in theaters for a little bit, so I'm going to try to um get 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 into that <laughs> nice well that sounds like an exciting potential list of things yes so. well lucas and i told each other before we started this recording that we were going to try to do a shorter <laughs> show and we have failed this week but that <laughs> is okay failed. we we had a lot to talk about we had a lot to get off our chest and well it, to be fair it it's oscar nominations week so if there was any week to have a longer episode this was it <laughs> yes so we will try our best to shorten things a little bit going forward for those of you that like shorter content yes <laughs> or you can let us know if you like longer we we just want to we just want to please y'all yes so. <laughs> just let us know if any feedback you guys have but yeah yeah i think that'll do it so with that we will look forward to chatting with you guys next week and thank you again for all the support and uh yeah i hope you everybody has an awesome well we're still in january we're getting close to february <laughs> end of the end of the month <laughs> end of the month yeah. But yeah thank you for tuning in um and let us know if you have any feedback follow us on everything down in the description below or as we said before but thank you for tuning in again if yes. you have and if not welcome yes well thanks again guys it's been an Another fun episode of Mile a Minute Movie Talk, and we will see you next week. Yes, next week we'll have some interesting subjects this time. Yes. Outside of Oscar talk. <laughs> yes, we'll be a little, branch out a little bit. We'll figure yes. it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you guys later.